हेलो गाइस दिस इज आर एन राना वेलकम टू द नॉलेज बैंक कॉलेज ए नॉलेज शेयरिंग प्लेटफॉर्म बाय आर एन मतास्को ग्रुप इन दिस प्रोडकास्ट व्हिच विल टेक रफली अबाउट ट्वेल्व हंड्रेड सेकेंड्स ऑफ आवर टाइम आई एम शेयरिंग माय थॉट्स एंड एजुकेशनल इनसाइट्स ऑन द इंडियन यूनियन बजट टू यूनियन बजट्स इन इंडिया हैव हिस्टोरिकल रेपुटेशन फॉर ओवर प्रोमिसिंग एंड अंडर ऑन डिलीवरी the modi government's last two budgets have attempted the budget consider the fy23 budget estimates while pegging the fy23 deficit at the 6.4% the budget makes rather conservative assumptions on the denominator assuming just 11.1% growth in the nominal gdp in fy23 despite analysts expecting real gdp growth of 8.5 to 9% should the actual nominal gdp overshoot this estimate the government wins additional elbow room on expenditure even while its physical deficit percentage remains in check despite having little elbow room in her annual budget presentations to hand out soaps that can excite the aam aadmi or fire up stock market investors The Indian Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman seems to have learned the art of getting these factions to cheer for the greater good without any populist giveaways in her budget. In her shortest budget speech and possibly with the maximum impact, the FM is stuck to the script without playing to the gallery. Despite the temptation to go populist with so many state elections lined up, the government has presented a growth oriented budget so let's look at where the what are the hits and the misses of this budget first the hits union budget for 2022-23 has three big picture aspects to cheer one prudent accounting two conservative spending and three balance sheet clean up Last year's budget had two engines of capital investments and reforms. This year, the budget has retained the focus on capital investments, but reforms have been replaced by a focus on domestic manufacturing. This is not surprising because many of those reforms, such as PSU divestment, like LIC IPO. identifying non strategic companies and bank privatization have not made much progress yet this budget has eschewed the conventional practice of over the top jumpsons on revenue mop ups too it expects tax revenues for budget estimate fy23 to expand just 9.5% over re fy22 below nominal gdp growth it has also broken from the past in expecting tax uh, non tax revenues uh, to shrink by 14% in budget estimates fy23 the the disinvestment target set at rupees 1,75 lakh crore in the fy22 budget has been pruned to a more achievable target of rupees 65000 lakh crore for the next year 
in the budget 2022-23 the government seems to be quite determined to keep inflation under control too as almost all other economies are trying to do the government in this budget did not focus on doing much on steps that would spur consumption the finance minister did not announce any new scheme or enhance outlays of existing schemes that could have put more money in the hands of lower income consumers if you look at fmcg data that had pointed to a decline in rural consumption of essentials in december quarter partially due to higher prices but also it reflects the income stress but the one reason for this approach could be to avoid doing anything that spurs inflation in that respect capital expenditure or increased domestic manufacturing are not pro inflationary measures in fact more domestic manufacturing can create more supply that is good for lowering inflation on the positive side there are no new taxes or increase in taxes on individuals or companies but the quest to support domestic manufacturing has meant higher customs duties which will come out of the pockets of consumers eventually the government atmanirbharta focus has been given a bigger push in this budget one part of this is making it easier for business to operate although these are governance measures that don't really need to be in the budget but measures such as supporting urban planning along with mass transit systems and setting up charging stations all result in domestic manufacturing opportunities similarly the 5g you know much awaited 5g rollout will be accompanied by a pli scheme for domestic manufacturing the budget proposes replacing the sage framework with a new framework that uses existing infrastructure this theme runs through the budget in sectors such as defense and solar power etc there are number of central schemes that are being rolled out to build out infrastructure improve ease of living enhance connectivity and improve the lots of the urban and rural poor you know may give you know may give the impression that the government is adding on hundreds of new fund gazling projects each year the older schemes are constantly getting rationalized as new ones are flagged off with the pandemic likely to wind down the budget also hopes to eke out significant savings by pairing manrega allocations now that is from 1 lakh point 1 lakh 21 uh, lakh crore to 0.9 lakh crore food subsidy has been also brought down from 2.86 lakh crore to 2.06 lakh crore and fertilizer subsidy also has been reduced from 1 lakh crore to 1.0.5 lakh crore so overall this has helped keep a tight lease on total expenditure this year with the spending for fy23 just 4.6% higher than the are fy22 within this prudent spending though the budget has found room for a 27% increase in its capital spending including grants to states 
and that has cheered investors and India NC alike, I, I suppose. Now, let's look at the misses of this budget. Good as the budget has been on upping the credibility of its projections, it has slipped a bit on follow-through of previous initiative schemes. Expected measures to make the new personal tax regime more popular have failed to come through. While the move to bring virtual assets like the cryptocurrencies under the tax net is a welcome step. But a level playing field between old world, world assets like equities, bonds, real estate, gold, you know, uh, on corporate capital gains treatment remains missing. So if the stock markets found reason to cheer this growth oriented budget, bond market now have new worries to contend with. Despite the conservative spending, the budget has ended up with a sharp increase in expected market borrowings with the fiscal deficit expected to be at 6.4% and repayments coming from coming up from earlier years the budget expects the center's gross market borrowing to shoot up from rupees 10 lakh 46 10.46 lakh crore to re fy22 which is the last year to Rupees 14.95 lakh crore in BE budget estimate FY23, a number that significantly exceeded market expectations of 13 lakh crore. Net borrowings are, are to will be sharply rise from 7.75 lakh crore to 11.11 lakh crore. The bond markets may have not minded this much had the FM granted their wish of smoothing the road for Indian sovereign bonds to be included in global indices. You know, by some estimates, ex expediating this initiative could have brought in rupees, uh, sorry, dollar thirty-five to forty billion in inflows in the first year itself. But the FM has not obliged. And domestic bond market participants or stakeholders are worrying about how the market will absorb this surge of government securities in the year ahead. But then you can't please everyone. So the silver lining to this borrowing spree is that Indian savers can finally expect better real returns on their fixed income investments. With the 10-year government bond yield topping 6.8% post-budget, it's only a matter of time before banks and other borrowers are forced to raise their interest rates to offer saving, you know, to offer the savers a better deal. Before I close this podcast, Finance Minister Nirmala Sitraman has also made major announcements for the education sector. My favorite. So from the launch of Digital University to the expansion of PME Vidya scheme which I am going to be discussing in my next podcast. So stay tuned in. Thanks for the listening. Take care. Thank you.